welcome back to the Just Wondering podcast with your host, Madeline Jean. I'm pretty excited about our episode this week. We had this amazing conversation and Haley is just a beautiful soul. If you don't know her already, she has so many amazing things that she is working on and we get to hear all about her life and her heart. So thanks for tuning in again this week and let's hear from Haley. Hey Haley, welcome on the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to have you, especially because it's funny like how we met we worked in anthropology together like so long ago it feels like but also like it feels like so long ago and it wasn't even that long ago but it literally feels like 10 years ago I know and it's like so crazy to me like I just love that honestly the way that we are even like still friends like staying in touch is because we're pen pals I feel like no one writes letters anymore and when you said that you were excited to write letters and actually be my pen pal I was stoked. I literally could not have thought of anything more exciting to get me through moving to Missouri besides writing you a letter when I got there to tell you how weird it was. <laughs> Honestly, like just being your pen pal has been one of my greatest joys. I honestly like when I moved into my house with all my roommates, I got I gotten a letter from you in the mail and I just remember sitting there writing you back. And one of my roommates like came in and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just writing my pen pal. She's like, what? What are you doing? (laughs) And they just love that I have a pen pal that lives in Missouri. Like it's not someone that lives like a couple miles away, you know? (laughs) And Missouri feels so random too. Yeah. But honestly, like it's so fun getting letters from you and you are so thoughtful and just getting the essential oils which we're going to talk about from you and like getting into that like you were one of the main inspirations for that so I thank you (laughs) oh gosh that's fun I didn't I don't think I realized that because I know you chatted with Rachel so listeners are going to know who Rachel is now yeah um and she's kind of gotten into essential oils too so I tell her all the time I'm like so passionate about it but she sees you guys day to day so I'm like Rachel tell them about this. I can't tell them I'm not there. I can't teach them. So you have to do it. And she's like, yeah, 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 Haley, I got it. Whatever. (laughs) She is a crack up, but honestly, it's just the fact that she like walked me through literally everything when I told her, I was like, yeah, I think I'm actually interested in doing this. And then the way that you two like came alongside me and you're like, okay, here's what you need to know. I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. I love this. So Oh gosh, I love that. Um, let's get into a little bit of an intro so our listeners can get to know you. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, um, I am from Arkansas originally, which feels even more random than Missouri. Um, I love Arkansas, but I was ready to get out. So I actually went to school in Texas for my undergraduate. I studied environmental science And then ended up in Seattle because I moved there right after grad school for my graduate degree. Um, I got a master's in marine and environmental affairs. So that is what I love. That is my heart. That's what I'm so passionate about. Um, I met my husband in the program and everyone in our program. Like if two people in the program date, they call it their marine affair because our program was marine and environmental affairs. So we had our little marine affair and it worked out great for us. 
Um, lived in Seattle for, I think, five years total and really loved it. But I'll talk a little bit more about this later. My husband got a job opportunity, so we relocated to Missouri. So that's where we live now. We live in the capital, Jefferson City. Um, it's a really small town. I mean, you would think coming from like Arkansas and a small town in Texas that small towns would be normal, but Midwest small town is different, y'all. It's real small. <laughs> um, and feels like totally, a totally different world. So, you know, I had culture shock moving to Seattle and I thought coming back here would be easy and a no brainer. And it definitely has felt like a totally different sort of culture shock. So we live in Missouri. Um, we don't have any kids, but we do have a really cute, fluffy rescue kitten named Coupon. We love him. Um, he's a big, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> um, he's basically like a dog and he's just kind of a big chubby orange tabby cat, <laughs> like basically Garfield and really sweet and cute. Um, yeah, that's me. What's your Enneagram? Oh, um, you know what? I have always associated myself as an Enneagram too for like my entire life. And I love Enneagram. I've studied it for a long time. I went to Baylor for undergrad and Baylor is very into personality tests. It's like their thing. So I think I took Myers-Briggs like four times while at Baylor. Um, and like you do Enneagram all the time. Like every time you join a club, you take one of the personality tests oh, and yeah. like learn about yourself and everyone in the club. So I have always been a type two. And then maybe like the last couple years, I've started to really resonate with type one. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's just like, I'm growing up and becoming an adult. So all of a sudden, I'm like dealing with things differently. But I think I was traditionally a two wing one. And I think maybe I just reversed that. And now I'm a one wing two. Awesome. Um, yeah, I definitely, it's funny, because like, I definitely see from my perspective, that I see a lot of like, your two qualities come out because <laughs> of the ways that like, we have gotten to know each other. Yeah. And then the just the kind and caring ways that you go about you know interacting with people and knowing people and I think it's like interesting because the Enneagram gives us these wings right and Mm -hmm. sometimes our wings appear stronger to certain people than our actual number that we resonate with yeah well I think maybe the way I relate to other people is very type two and the way I deal with things internally or like within my own personal life is very type one. Mm. So maybe it's just like a different expression depending on who I'm with and the environment I'm in. Totally. Yeah. I totally get that. I'm a two wing three and I, it's funny. I like talk about my emotional checklist and then my physical checklist. <laughs> and my physical checklist comes from my achieving wing because yes. I constantly like every day, like, all right, these are all the things I need to do. But then my emotional checklist, which I talked a little bit about in my last episode, is literally just, um, hey, how are, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you okay? Are we okay? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, cool. So moving right along, what has been something that has brought you life in this quarantine? Oh, I love this question. This quarantine has been interesting for us. I was just chatting about this recently. Um, Moving from a big city like Seattle to a small place in Missouri has sort of felt like its own sort of quarantine. Um, So for us, it was it was interesting to see the whole world kind of shut down in a way that we felt our lives had already been slowed. Mm. Um, 
But some real positives, my husband has been working from home. Obviously, it's a huge blessing that he can even do that. And we do not take that for granted. But it's been really nice to spend that time with him. We've never had that time in our relationship where we just spend all day, every day together. And of course, there's growing pains. But I feel like we've gotten into a rhythm. So I think that's a big thing, just being together and kind of building a life in that new way and from that new perspective has been great. Mm. Um, I've also been reading a ton. I feel like when you're home all day, it's so easy to just stare at a screen mm-hmm. nonstop. And it takes a certain amount of intentionality to shut that off and like step aside and pick up a book. So been trying to do that um, and have been reading a lot more than I had recently. And I love to read um, a few favorites that I've been reading. I just finished um, Where'd You Go Bernadette? I don't know if you've read that, yes. but it was so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walters. Really good. And then currently like halfway through a book called Story Driven by Bernadette Giwa, I think is how you say her name. Okay. Um, It's so great. I'm taking my time with it because I love it. It's actually, it's not like a literary novel. It's a like business strategy book. Um, But it's basically all about businesses that find their identity in their why um, rather than like their bottom line Mm -hmm. and how that affects their business and how they move forward with that. And the impact that they have on the world. And I feel like there's so many aspects that translate to so many parts of our day-to-day lives and like living intentionally. And it's been so good. So pleasantly surprising good. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool that you read such a variety of books too, because I think sometimes, at least for me, I definitely get stuck on like one thing that I like. And yes. I only read things like this, but I think it's really good to expand. And like, that's why I've loved having people share what they're reading so that I can get inspired. So I'm definitely inspired by the stuff you're reading. Well, you just posted about the Alicia Keys book and that is on my list next. So as soon as I finish this one, that's the one I'm reading. So I cannot wait. And it looks so good. Um, Haley, I'm also taking my time with this because it is so so good like just the nuggets of information it's like little pieces of gold I'm like wow (laughs) I believe it I feel like every time I hear her speak I just am blown away I don't know if you watched um the Grammys this year Mm -mm, she hosted and normally to be honest grand Grammys are they're not really my jam they can get a little wild but she's hosting the last couple years so I've been really invested and she just speaks so eloquently and speak so much truth even in a setting where she's on a stage for the Grammys Mm. like that doesn't seem like a setting where you pick up and preach you know but she does it and it's amazing yeah oh yeah no she is a beautiful soul and she's so so talented and from a very early age I was um like playing her songs on the piano and singing her songs and I I know you said you danced to one of her songs at your wedding right yeah, that was our first dance together was If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys. Yes, I learned how to play that on the piano and I would sing along and I was like channeling her. <laughs> um, Love that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah Mia's like a teenager. Um, so, <laughs> switching gears, um, how did you get started with essential oils? Yeah, this is kind of a long story. I was thinking about it before I hopped on here to chat um, and kind of like thinking about editing it for time's sake. But 
I feel like there's some really important things that I want to mention that I think people are going to resonate with. So I'm just going to go for it and go share it. from the beginning. Yeah. Um, okay. So I essentially, I got started with essential oils because I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. So um, I, looking back, can recognize that anxiety is something I struggled with from a very early age. I just didn't have the words to communicate that that's what it was. Mm. Um, but I, like my mom tells stories about how I would like sit in my room all day and not talk to anyone and like social interactions were really hard for me. And my family just chalked it up to like, oh, that's Haley. She's just a super introvert and she just wants to paint all day in her bedroom and they just left me alone. Mm -hmm. um, but like looking back, I can see the like challenges that I was facing in terms of that like social anxiety. Um, but I was also raised knowing that like success is important and you step out of your comfort zone and you get things done and you have a strong work ethic. So I learned to push those feelings aside and to just figure out how to move forward. Hmm. So I did that for most of my life and was really successful at it. Um, but then we were in Seattle, graduated from graduate school. Um, my husband was job searching. I was working at Anthro um, and just kind of so much was going on in our lives at once. You know, we were planning a wedding. Um, he didn't have a job, which was financially difficult. That year, Seattle, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, had like fewer than 10 days of sun in a six month period, mm. which is, I mean, people think Seattle's rainy, but it's not that rainy. So that year, we just faced a lot of big life challenges. And all of a sudden, I was feeling so overwhelmed by just symptoms of anxiety and depression. And I was pushing through and I was showing up to work, but like internally was struggling. And so we started looking for solutions. I know that medication is a great option for so many people. But in that time period for us, we just felt called to look for a more natural solution. Mm. So we started looking at essential oils. If you Google like natural remedy for anxiety or depression, one of the first links that you see is going to be essential oils. So that's basically what we did. <laughs> and we were like, how do we fix this and decided to try some essential oils. We were admittedly incredibly uneducated. Um, we didn't know how to use oils. We didn't know what brands were good. We didn't even know anything like how to pick oils. So we were using just random brands that we got from like Whole Foods or online. And to no one's surprise, really didn't see a lot of results. Um, and kind of were at a crossroads where we had to decide, like, do we go to a doctor and try to take this more seriously? Do we try something else? And around that time, I was following a girl on Instagram. Don't know her. Don't like didn't know anything about her. But she was sharing about Young Living and talking about the difference of Young Living and the way Young Living works is it's essentially a Sam's Club or a Costco membership. You like get your introduction packet and that's your like dues for membership or whatever you want to call it. And the kit that they highly recommend because it's a bundled group of oils that's discounted is $165. Um, and for us at the time, living on a single salary in like a tiny bedroom apartment in Seattle, $165 was a lot. We did not have $165 to throw out the window if this didn't work out basically. So we took our time. We thought a lot about it. We prayed about it and finally just decided to invest in that option of health and give it, you know, it was worth the 165 because if it did work and it was the natural solution we wanted, that was important to us. So mm. we bought a starter kit. Um, and 
I, I don't even know how to like express in words how thankful I am that we made that decision. Um, mm. I think the most important thing is that it came with an abundance of information and education and resources. And there are so many oils. And if you don't know how to use them, they're not going to do anything for you. But all of a sudden I had, I don't know. I mean, I think at the time she had 2000 people on her team that were like rallying behind me saying, Hey, do you have any questions? What can we help you with? What can we teach you? I struggle with this too. Here's what I used. Here's some recipes. I'm going to tag you in Facebook posts. Let's get on a, a phone call and chat about it. I mean, it was just all of a sudden I had these doors open to so much information. Um, mm. And it's, taken about a year to really like get my feet under me. And I feel like I have a good grip on like using oils regularly and what I'm comfortable with and that sort of thing. Um, but it's been a really great year of learning and growing. And I definitely feel like I am empowered to handle emotional changes and hormone changes, um, specifically anxiety and depression. And obviously essential oils do not cure it. They don't just take it away, but I definitely feel more supported in that area of my life now. So um, yeah, that's the long story of it. Just dealing with a lot of struggles that brought me sort of to a head where I had to make decisions and I am thankful for the choices I made. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't even know a lot of that. And I am really fortunate to have been able to hear that story and then also our listeners that are like on the fence about essential oils like this is just a really great success story and like you said it's not like it cured anything or fixed anything but it helped you immensely and that's awesome yeah yeah it's it's been great and I'm I'm hesitant always to talk about essential oils and how they have helped with some of those things, because I don't want to give the wrong impression that they just, you know, in a snap, fix all your problems. Um, because I think there's already a lot of misconceptions and there's already a lot of, you know, ideas floating around about them. But, um, you know, I just, I, I think it's important for people to know how beneficial they can be if they're just willing to like take that leap of faith and give it a try. Totally. Um, how did you get started with Young Living and leadership that came with that? Um, okay, so it's kind of, this is kind of a funny question because I, you know, they talk about when you are looking at like Young Living, they talk about the business side of it. And I still don't really feel like I am doing the business side of it. I don't really feel like I'm making a career out of young living or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I use oils and I share them and I love on people and that's sort of all it is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't choose it to be honest. I, um, so I, like I said, I worked at anthropology and unlike you, my job at anthropology taught me that I really don't like people, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny being in retail, but I also found that I love my people and I don't know if that differentiation makes sense, but um, like my team, it didn't really matter who you were. Like these girls that came and worked there, I didn't care who they were or what they did or what their background was from. Literally it was just that they showed up and they were on my team and that's all it took for me to love them. Mm. Um, everyone outside of that, I was not invested in. <laughs> yeah. Don't really like, but um, if you're on my team, like you're my people and I'm going to choose you and I'm going to love on you continuously. And so with Young Living, 
um, you know, I was sharing about it with like my family because it was impacting my life. And so I think my mom got a kit and my sister, but I hadn't really reached out to anyone beyond that. And then one of my friends that is actually like, she's the person that enrolled me um, was like, Hey, you're good at this. You're going to be great. I'm going to put someone on your team. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. You're going to put someone on my team. And she was like, yeah, they're going to be under you and they're going to be your people basically. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Give me people, whatever. And so she, she put a couple of people on my team. Um, one was a gal named Mika and you know, it's different when you have family, you don't have to build a relationship like that relationship's already there. But all of a sudden I had this girl Mika on my team and I didn't know her. So I had to all of a sudden, like kind of step into that leadership role of, okay, like she is going to look to me. So I've got to like show up. I've got to be there. I got to get to know her. Um, and so it sort of like just happened where they just looked at me and they said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to be good at this. You're going to do it. And we know that you're not there yet. And you haven't made that choice, but we see this in you. So we're just going to invest in you and we're going to put these people under you. Um, and of course, you know, Mika is amazing and she's a really sweet friend now. And so um, I've been able to grow those friendships. And as I've seen those friendships developed with people that I don't really know, um, my passion for it has grown a little bit as well. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of fell into it naturally and have slowly built a small little team of friends and family and friends of friends and um, people I don't know. And we've all kind of come together to share this love that we have of essential oils. That's awesome. <laughs> um, what has been the greatest joy for you of doing Young Living? Um, I mean, obviously the oils are great and I love using them and I love sharing about them and I love teaching about them. But I feel like I also have had this opportunity to get really creative um, and I've always had a very creative side. And so I have been able to do a lot within that. So whether it's teaching classes and coming up with a curriculum and um, creating graphics for those cl classes or um, creating labels for roller bottles to share, I've just really had like a great outlet to do so many creative things that I get to share with the people that I care about. And that's been so fun. Mm, that's awesome. I think that the community aspect of Young Living is something that I really think is cool. I yeah. think I'm just getting to know like a couple of people um, just through like you and Rachel <laughs> and it's it's interesting like I I never thought that I would really start chatting with people over like a social media outlet mm -hmm. um, and then like have this like bond of like we both love this thing it's like kind of a abstract thing in my mind yeah it is um, but I think that it's been really cool could you talk for a second about meeting your friend Kayla yeah um so I signed up under a gal named Abigail she's the one that I found on Instagram and she basically did with me what she also did with Mika. So instead of just being under her team, she put me on Kayla's team, who was also under her. Um, so I didn't know Kayla, didn't know anything about her. And thankfully, Kayla is a person that really invests in people. Um, like, without a doubt, that is one of the most admirable traits about her. 
Um, she does not miss a beat before she shows up and says, Hey, you're on my team. Tell me everything about you. And you know, she cares. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really didn't take very long for her to message me and just reach out, you know, like cold message and say, Hey, by the way, you're on my team. I'm Kayla. Here's some things about me and I want to get to know you. And it's like, I mean, I don't think it's like this with everyone, but for me and her, at least it was like an instant connection. And I feel like when you have someone like Kayla, that's very warm and she's very um, kind and she's genuine and she truly cares. It's very hard not to connect with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just started chatting kind of about everything, my life, my move, my husband, her husband, where we were in our lives, that sort of thing, and became very good friends very quickly. Um, and so that was like a year ago and we actually met in person. Um, she lives not near me. So we met in Chicago and, um, like we drove up and they, her and her husband drove down and we spent a weekend together in Chicago, the four of us. And it was so fun and just such a funny, bizarre experience to like, think about the fact that I don't know this person and I've only virtually chatted with her and now we're going to go like hang out for a weekend. Um, It's like the internet is weird and social media makes it even weirder and it makes the world so much smaller. Um, Mm. But yeah, now my friendship with her is very precious and I love her so much. And she's one of those people that I'm never going to not have in my life now. Mm, I love that. And like literally meeting her in like the weirdest of circumstances. Right? Yes. So weird. Yeah. Anyways, I, I love I love hearing about that story. So I wanted our listeners to hear a little bit too. Um, so what has been the biggest learn of working with Young Living and or essential oils in general for you? Um, I think for me, um, you know, the creative side, the leading side comes kind of naturally. And I fell into that easily. But I think, to be honest, being your own boss, if you will, um, if you want to call it that, takes a lot of adjusting. Um, And you go into it thinking it's going to be so fun and so easy and you can do whatever you want. Um, But that's also the problem is it's so fun and easy and you can do whatever you want. And it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of self-control to really like buckle down and do things that need to be done. Um, And, you know, like there, it's just, it's liberating and it's also challenging at the same time. So there's no, you know, there's no easy to-do list. It's handed down from a boss and it takes a certain level of confidence in yourself um, that honestly I didn't have at the beginning of this to really step into that role and own your role and feel confident in what you're doing and know when to stop for the day, know when you've done enough or when you need to keep working. Um, You know, so it took me some time to develop like a day-to-day idea of what I should be doing and, um, you know, figure out what that looks like. So it's been an adjustment. I think knowing your why is really important and it's really motivating to kind of know why you're doing what you're doing and what your end goal is and why it matters. And that kind of propels you into figuring those things out and stepping out of your comfort zone and, um, you know, addressing the challenges that you maybe wouldn't have to address if you had a boss that dealt with those sort of things, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think for me, I love having structure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I I always say this because like, you know how universities right now are all online. Well, mm-hmm. my sister was telling me, she's like, yeah, online classes are taxing because, you know, you're just on Zoom calls all the time and doing lectures and all that. And like, I definitely is 
am someone who actually really enjoyed doing online classes <laughs> um, because of the structure and the to-do list. But yeah. I'm totally like just comparing that to what you're saying, like it's hard when there's not like this structure for you. Mm-hmm. But as you said, like you are super creative. So it just kind of let that shine through. Yeah, you learn to kind of build that structure around your strengths, which I think is one of the amazing things about not having that boss figure is you're not sort of trying to fit into a mold that a company has already created. You're Mm. creating your own mold and you can be whatever you want, do whatever you want. So it's just learning how to rein that in and figuring out the rights and the, the wrongs and the missteps and kind of fumbling along until it starts to work, I guess. Yeah. And I think that that's an even bigger learn. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but an even bigger learn for a one (laughs) Uh (laughs) because you want to like be amazing at what you're doing and you have to start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You like just want to excel. And to be honest, if you're not going to succeed, you probably don't even try it if you're a one, or at least that's how I am. It's like, if I know I'm going to be good at it, I'm there, I'll do it. But if all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, then it's like, it takes a lot of effort to step out there and do it knowing that you might fail. Right. And honestly, like, I don't want to embarrass you, but it just makes me like, so like proud of you because <laughs> like, really, like when I think about my other one friends too, it's like when I see my friends that are ones, especially like go out and do things that they're not sure if they're going to fail at, like that really just warms my heart because like you're doing something and you're not sure the outcome and you are growing yourself. And I think yeah. that's amazing. So definitely yeah. a growth process. Totally. I am. Um, so what sets apart young living essential oils from just other brands? Yeah, this is a good one. So um, to start, there's basically zero regulation on essential oils. And I think that's really important for people to know. So Um, You know, when you think about like food and beauty products, there is at least some amount of governing that happens on like the ingredients and things like that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, in the US, there's not a ton of governing on beauty products, but y'all can Google that on your own. Um, But for essential oils, there's basically no regulation. So um, what that means is essentially a company could put one drop of essential oil in a bottle with the rest being fillers, synthetics, chemicals, whatever it is, and put on the label 100% pure essential oils and get away with it. Wow. Um, So you as a consumer pick up the bottle in Target or Hobby Lobby or on Amazon or wherever it is, and you see, oh, it's 100% essential oils. And we are so ingrained to trust labels in our society. Um, And we're kind of just now seeing that shift to questioning ingredients. Um, but traditionally, you know, like you think about as kids, you, your parents just fed you and gave you whatever you wanted. Like there was never this like inherent questioning of products. Yeah. Um, so we, I think we just naturally trust the label and it says it's hundred percent essential oils and you think great and you start using it without even a true awareness of what's in it. So, um, Whether it's Young Living or another company, I would urge anyone using essential oils to first and foremost really look closely at the brand and the company and what's going in the bottle. Um, If you look at a bottle of essential oils on at Target, uh, for a while they had them in their like uh, like dollar section, you know, the Bullseye Playground. Mm. And if you look at the label, it says 
like the first ingredient I think is a, is whatever the essential oil is like peppermint or lemon. And then there's like six or seven other ingredients that you can't pronounce because there are six syllable chemicals mm-hmm. um, and it's essential oils. There shouldn't be anything in it, but the oils. So that's really important. And for young living, they not only need standards that you would expect to be met when you're looking at something like an essential oil, but in my opinion, they exceed it. So Um, One of the big things for that is that they own all of their own farms, um, which is really important. So a lot of companies will outsource. So they will buy basically the oil from a farm that produces it, but they don't actually like own the farm. Um, Not to say that they don't vet the farm and make sure the farm's good, but they don't really have a lot of control over the farm. Um, But Young Living owns all of their farms, which means they have their hand in every single step of the process of that oil being made. Um, From the second the seed is put into the ground to every growing practice that is done on that plant, to how it's harvested, to how it's packaged, every single step is done in the hands of Young Living, not a third-party company, Um, Mm. which I think is really important. Like, you know where those oils come from. You can actually visit any Young Living farm around the world. Like, you can just call and show up and you can tour the farm. There's no restrictions. You don't even have to be a member. You can just go visit it. Um, And so we have girls on our team that have actually been to the lavender farms and like planted lavender seeds and seen exactly how it's um, like processed and everything, which is amazing. Um, So I think there, there is a certain level of transparency that creates some comfort knowing that the products are, are being well-made. But they also have, um, you know, they use organic practices, which is important. Obviously it's something that you are, absorbing into your bloodstream so you don't want it to be laced with chemicals so they use organic practices um they do a lot of really great social initiatives which i know doesn't really have to do with the quality of oils but it does have to do with the quality of company which i think is equally as important um so they give back a lot they have a couple different programs my personal favorite is a rainforest reforestation project um so they are rebuilding rainforest which is obviously important to me um So I feel like I've talked a while on this, but those are just a few things that set them apart. I know it's a mid-level marketing company, and I know there's so many thoughts and stereotypes around that, but I said it before, it's basically a Costco membership. There's no obligation to sell or to buy monthly or to anything. You can just get your kit of oils and literally never buy again if you don't want to. So I think that trips people up a lot um, and keeps them from experiencing the great oils and the great company and the great community that can come along with it. And that's sad to me um, because so many of those stereotypes are just untrue. Yeah, I I think honestly, just with my own experience with Young Living, it's very brief because I just started. <laughs> um, but I, I will say that um, I also, you know, have anxiety and I talk about that in my first episode and um there are some oils that I just love like I'll go in my room at the end of the day and just like read my book and have my diffuser going and it's just awesome to know that I have these pure essential oils there's not chemicals and it just makes me feel so good and I mean that's just like very minimalistic what I'm saying but like I don't know I love it I love it (laughs) I love hearing that um what's your favorite oil 
that you've tried so far? Oh my gosh. So I have a couple answers because for different things, but Uh I obviously love lemon. Of course. I would be disappointed if you didn't say lemon. Yeah. You're like, oh, Um, (laughs) I do love lemon. I put it in my lemon water. And, and when I say I put it in my lemon water, I mean, put in my lemon water because it already has lemons in it sure, sure. The lemon <laughs> in. Um, and it's so yummy um so I like lemon for that reason and then during the day if I because I have um the diffuser that you gave me and then I have the one that I got through Young Living uh-huh. so I keep one at my parents house and one at my house and I love like if I'm in my room at my parents or at my house like during the day I'll have um, eucalyptus and lemon Ooh, that's a good combo yeah I love that scent and then every night before bed without a doubt I put in stress away and peace and calming uh peace and calming is one of my favorites for sure um for those of you that don't know that's like a blend of a bunch of different oils um but actually peace and calming is the first oil that I tried from Young Living that like really convinced me that they work. I was like mid panic attack, like full blown hyperventilating. And I also have asthma. So when I like hyperventilate, it can get bad quickly. Um, Like show y'all how nerdy I am. Like literally that's me. I like study animals and have asthma. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like having a meltdown and put on peace and calming. And I kid you not like five minutes later, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I feel better. I feel okay. Now I can like rationally think through what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that doesn't happen every single time, but there was at least one time where that happened. And I was like, shoot, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I need it every night before bed. I'm like, yes, I finally like feel a little bit more at ease. And just honestly, this is so like, <laughs> I don't know if other people think this, but whatever I think this. <laughs> um, when I put on my diffuser, I love the sound that it makes. Like yes. it's so nice. It's kind of like white noise. Yeah, which I love. I actually like, I'm so weird. Like when I go to bed, I like turn on my fan. I turn on my white noise Spotify playlist and I uh-huh. turn on my diffuser and it's all making noise and I just love it. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I don't have noise, I'm convinced that there's someone in my house because I like can hear people walking or something and I don't fall asleep. Right. Exactly. You have <laughs> to have your own little noise happening. Yep. <laughs> um, so what's your favorite roller right now? Um, You know what? I would say the unicorn roller, but Rachel already said that one. So I so feel like I should say a different one. Um, I also made one recently that's just like emotional support. I call it my happy roller and it's stress away, which is, um, that's like a lime vanilla mix and bergamot, which is great for emotional support. Frankincense, which is super grounding lavender, which literally does everything, but is also good for emotions and is really calming. And then a blend called joy, um, that is super uplifting and happy. Hence the name joy. Um, and all of those together, those five smell sort of like a really sweet perfume, like kind of a sweet floral perfume. Um, mm. so that's kind of how I've been wearing it, like a perfume every day, which is the other great thing about oils is you feel good, but you also smell really good. Um, yeah. It's so nice. I love it. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I hope people are going to take notes on that one. <laughs> yeah, I have to all go make it. Or if you don't have oils, 
send me a DM and I will send you them for free and I will send you rollers and get them in your hands. Cause she's amazing. And she does that. Cause she's super caring like that. <laughs> also my, my uh, love language is gift giving. So if I can give you a gift, I'm going to do it just because I can't not do it. <laughs> so yeah. Did everyone hear that? <laughs> on my Instagram post and just she'll send you something. <laughs> Actually though. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't doubt it. Um, so what are you reading or watching or listening to right now? Um, okay, well, I already kind of went through books for watching. My husband and I just watched Community for the first time. Have you ever oh my seen gosh. that show? I love that show. I was like, I, I have known people that have watched it, and I knew it was supposed to be kind of a comedy, but I did not expect it to be so odd and bizarre and funny. Um, yeah. I was really pleasantly surprised in their 20 minute episodes, which is also great. Yeah. Um, so we just finished that and it was so good. Um, we also watched Tiger King, of course. Of course, of course. Not a fan. And I feel like I'm going to get haters for that. But no, I'm with oh. you. Really. I was just like, I'm not surprised that people like this exist. But how do people like this exist? It's, you know, it's really funny because we were kind of watching it as a house because I would not just seek that by myself, <laughs> I feel like. Um, I feel like you know me well enough to yeah. know that. And um, so one, because I live with seven roommates. So like one night we're like in my living room and we're all kind of doing our own thing, but we had it like on in the background. Right. And then my one roommate, Kristen, is doing Needlepoint and we all like... Or wait, what is it called? Cross-stitching. Yeah. Cross-stitching. Um, and so we all kind of left, like, over time. But, like, no one, like, gave her the remote. So she's just, like, sitting there, like, doing her cross-stitching. <laughs> and she has no idea where the remote is. And she just, like, she literally the next day, she's like, you guys, I just really felt like a victim. Because <laughs> you just left the TV on with Tiger King and all left and didn't tell me where the remote was. <laughs> So yeah, oh. that's Tiger King in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Smash and I just basically spent the entire season screaming at our TVs, and I just kind of like can't get behind shows like that, to be honest. No. My blood I, pressure I increases. Do. I probably shouldn't be watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so on that note, um, who is someone <laughs> that is inspiring you right now? Oh, gosh. Okay. You asked me this question beforehand, and I was, like, thinking about it. And I feel like I have a list of a handful of people that are always on that list, and they're, like, people I'm never going to meet in my life. So um, top three would probably be Jane Goodall, of course, mm. the famous yeah. primatologist. I was originally an art major when I went to college. I was studying studio design. And my dad found a flyer during freshman orientation for a freshman seminar on the ecology and conservation of non-human primates. Literally, you just study monkeys and apes. Um, and he was like, you have to take this, Haley. You're going to love it. And I was like, what mm -hmm. is this, dad? I don't even know what this is. But I did it because I was like, sure, I like Steve Irwin and like grew up on Animal Planet. So um, took this class and fell in love with primates and all things monkeys and apes. My professor actually discovered a monkey species. Um, so I went down like a deep dive of Jane Goodall my freshman year of college and haven't left. So I love her. 
Um, I love Sylvia Earle, who's an oceanographer. Um, If you don't know anything about her, there's some great documentaries on Netflix about her. She's just really amazing. Um, And then probably third would be Ingrid Visser, who is a New Zealand um, scientist. She founded the Orca Research Trust and also about me is killer whales are like my all-time favorite thing in the world. Um, that's what I studied for undergrad. My undergrad thesis and my master's thesis were both on killer whales. Um, so I put a lot of time into studying these things. Um, and she has, she's one of the few people in the world that has um, free dived, free dove, free dive, I don't know, with them in the wild. So she's like gotten in the water. Most people don't do that, but um, she's really cool. So those are probably my three far from home people that I admire. Um, yeah, if awesome. I had to pick a close from home people, close to home person, I would probably say either my older sister or Rachel, honestly. Yes. I feel like it's easy oh. listening to her podcast to understand why she would be someone inspiring, but, um, both of them are just strong and confident and smart and servant hearted um, and just people that I strive to be like. Honestly, Rachel is amazing. I, I like, it's so funny because when I first met her, I never in a million years thought that we would be as close as we are now. I kind of was <laughs> and, the same way. She's so different, but also so similar <laughs> to us. Yes. Yeah. And she, you know, if you don't know her, like she will scare you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you do know her, you are so incredibly blessed. Yeah. That's so true. Um, so are you ready for your rapid fire question? Oh gosh, I guess so. I'm not prepared <laughs> for these, but my type my type one prepped really hard for all those other questions. I know that's why I love the rapid uh, fire segment. Um so what movie do you turn on if you need a good cry? Oh, that's an easy one. Remember me. <clears throat> Have you seen it? Of course. No, I haven't seen it, but I've definitely heard that like the same thing. Yes, I can't tell you anything about it, but it's just so good. The acting is I mean, it's like Robert Pattinson and the girl from Lost, Emily Day Raven, I think is how you say her name. Mm. Um, so you know, like acting's not it's not like Oscar winning. But the storyline's so good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, jumpsuits or maxi dresses and why? Maxi dresses for sure. Um, why? I'm just a dress girl. I don't like pants. Yeah. They feel super constricting. And if you have a maxi dress on, you can sit however you want because it covers everything. Yep. Yeah. I definitely kind of, I mean, going into like writing this question for you, I was like, you know what? I feel like she's definitely going to say dresses, but I just, I have to ask. Yeah, definitely <laughs> dress. I feel like I'm not naturally a ladylike person. Um, and I don't really sit <laughs> in a ladylike way. And I feel like my mom yells at me a lot about that. So if I have a dress on, you can't tell if I'm sitting in an appropriate manner or not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite nail polish brand or color or both? Oh, okay. Um, if I had to go color, I feel like Cliffhanger by Essie is my jam right now. It's kind of like a okay. like a terracotta tan brown color. Um, 
but also recently found a brand of nail polish called um, Sunday Polish, I think is the name. And it's like nine chemical free nail polish. Um, and mm. it's actually really good quality. I feel like I've tried a lot of natural nail polishes that don't um, like last very long or they're super sheer because they don't have a lot of pigment. So you have to do like 13 layers. Um, but they actually make really good quality natural nail polishes. That's good to know. I didn't know about that. So we're learning. <laughs> um, if you owned Crocs, what color would they be? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I hope my little sister listens to this because she loves Crocs. Um, I don't know. Maybe something wild like a tie-dye. You know, if you're going to go Crocs, you, I feel like you have to go all the way with them, right? Um, yes, I totally agree. I have indoor Crocs. I don't know if you knew that about me. No, but I like but it. I wear Crocs inside thank you for supporting me um I had a really huge ongoing conversation actually with Rachel about them um I have blue crocs they're like a pretty bold blue with like lime green um straps on the back yeah that's the way to do it you have to go yeah. like full post Malone if you're gonna go crocs right it's like sounders <laughs> um so what is a word that you're resonating with right now um I wrote about this actually kind of recently on Instagram I feel like but I think this past year has been all about persistence for me mm. and my family um just been like a lot of crazy stuff happening I like cut my hand really bad last year, which is so crazy um, and had to have like two surgeries on it. I didn't even know that was a thing. So we've just kind of had a year of valleys um, and, you know, we're trusting that there is we're on a path and there's a reason and we are headed to that mountaintop, but it's definitely taken some persistence. So I think that's kind of our family word sort of for this last year, year and a half. Mm, that's awesome. I love that word. <laughs> um, and I think that that word pairs really well with the word resilient. Yes. Um, I think that you are so resilient. And I, I think that I see that in the ways that like, it's funny because like, we didn't really grow like a closer, stronger friendship, like until you moved away. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden we were like writing letters to each other and I was like really getting to know you in your heart and you are continuously someone who I think of as resilient and you make the most of situations and you're just yeah just really inspiring a lot of people Haley so I just really thank oh you for gosh. being in my life and being on my podcast <laughs> uh, thank you I'm not deserving of those kind words but I so appreciate it you so are. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're just gonna kind of wrap up. But um, I just, again, appreciate you being on here and troubleshooting with me and just going with the flow. So thanks, Haley. Love uh, you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun and just so special to sit down and talk to you for an hour today. So thank you so much for asking me. Alright, bye. bye. Joy collected over time fuels resilience. Brene Brown.